Welcome to Monticello Podcasts, where we look at various aspects of Monticello, Thomas Jefferson, and the work of the Thomas Jefferson Foundation, which has owned and operated Monticello since 1923. I'm Chad Wollerton, Monticello's webmaster. Did you visit Monticello as a kid? What do you remember about the trip? Chances are there was something. The great clock with the weights that go into the floor, or the double doors that operate together when one is moved, or the alcove beds, or even just the house itself. There are actually a lot of things at Monticello that kids find fascinating. But chances are that when you visited way back when, the tour itself, what was being said, and how the guide engaged the visitors, wasn't geared toward you as a kid or your interests. That no longer has to be the case. Sean Tubbs reports. You all going to be on the tour? Step right up, please. Bob Hughes is walking up to the meeting point from where this tour will begin on an overcast Friday afternoon in early summer. Now, you see that group of adults that's lining up there behind, you know, in front of Mr. Jefferson's house? They're about to go on a tour. And we're going on, on a tour of the house just like they are. The difference is we're going to have fun. Hughes moved to Charlottesville in the late 90s after retiring from a career in law. He's been an interpreter at Monticello for the last few years, and whenever he does one of these tours for children, he takes a more grandfatherly approach. Now, Thomas Jefferson had lots of grandchildren living in this house. At one time, there were 12 grandchildren. Later on, there were great-grandchildren. Hughes lines the kids up by height and then begins to give each child a name and task, starting with the smallest. Your name is York. And York was the slave who went along with Lewis and Clark on that expedition west. And many times he was leading that expedition. So you're going to be our leader in the house today, so I'm going to give you a map. Now, you look like one of Jefferson's granddaughters. What is your name? Megan. Well, now your name is Cornelia Randolph, and you're going to be our reader today. All right? Come on, York, lead them out. We're going this way. As he leads the group of about seven children and a dozen or so adults into the house, he calls upon the children to help him, turning the tour into a quest. All right, here we are in Mr. Jefferson's entry hall. Now, where's our money person, Alexander Hamilton? Let me see that $2 bill, please. You see this picture on the back of it? Do you find that picture in this room anywhere? Like maybe on that wall over there? Same picture. And that's Thomas Jefferson. What was the famous document that he wrote, the famous piece of paper? The Declaration of Independence. And in that picture, he's giving the declaration to John Hancock in Philadelphia in 1776. Okay, York, get everybody lined up. We're moving on. Okay, now you can see that this room is much smaller. Hughes makes special effort to educate the children about what life would have been like for Jefferson's grandchildren, who lived at Monticello, when his daughter Martha Jefferson ran household affairs. And when she came here, she came with eight children already, three more were born while they lived here, and then a twelfth grandchild joined that pack. For a time, this was a classroom. Jefferson thought his grandchildren should receive a well-rounded education. Hughes asked the little girl playing Cornelia Randolph to read some of the lesson plans out loud. From ten to one, dance one day and draw another. Okay, how many people here draw? How many people here dance? Two... For some reason, the boys never dance. I don't understand that. Moving on to the library, Hughes shows the children one of Jefferson's most famous gadgets. And we know that Thomas Jefferson in his lifetime produced almost 20,000 
pieces of handwritten personal correspondence. And they used a machine on that front table there to copy many of the letters. There are two pens there. They're attached by metal rods. So as he writes with one pen, the second pen is reproducing on a second sheet of paper what he was writing on the first. It's called a polygraph. The idea of the children's tour is to give the perspective of what life was like for youth in the early part of the 19th century. By directing the tour at the younger set, a fuller look at Monticello is achieved. Now if you all step over here, you can see a game that the grandchildren used to play. On the floor here, this game is known as the Royal Most Pleasant Game of Ye Goose. Jefferson brought it back from Europe for the grandchildren one Christmas season. You roll the dice and move around the board. Something like shoots and ladders, maybe, that some of you might have played. Anybody here play chess? Okay, at least one of you plays chess. Well, there's an original chess set there on the table. Jefferson was known as one of the best chess players in Virginia, and his grandchildren write letters in which they say Jefferson played chess games in here with President James Madison that lasted more than four hours. Now, where's our money person? Alexander Hamilton. Show us that nickel, please. Okay. Whose picture is this on the American nickel? Who is that? It's Thomas Jefferson, that's right. In the dining room, Hughes points out that Jefferson brought back pasta from Italy and waffles from France. Jefferson also came up with a recipe for vanilla ice cream. But when reminding another of the children of her alter ego, the tone took a slightly serious turn. And of course, Edith Fawcett was the cook here for a while, but Edith Fawcett was also the slave cook for Jefferson when he was the president of the United States up in Washington. So Edith was trained as a French chef. She knew how to cook French food. And reading those recipes, she probably read a lot of French. And remember, Thomas Jefferson, the man who wrote the Declaration of Independence, owned 600 human beings in his lifetime. The average was 200. And he only ever let nine of them go in his whole life. Maybe this house would not have happened but for those slaves. His life might not have unfolded the way it did, except for the slaves that did the work for him here. All right, Mr. Jefferson, all right. The tour concludes with what Hughes says would have been a common occurrence at Monticello. After walking out to the large lawn, he asks one of the dads to volunteer as Mr. Jefferson at the finish line of a running race. And when I give you the signal, you're going to drop it. And when you all see that handkerchief drop, you're going to run. But this is the way we set it up. York, you stay right there. Okay, Mr. Jefferson, whenever you're ready. Watch the handkerchief. All right, good job. Good this job. mother Come thinks the tour here. has been a lot of fun for her children. I'm Laura Lamont from Normal, Illinois, and we decided to give the kids tour because they, I think it comes alive more for them. They're more interested in something geared towards them. We did some tours in Williamsburg, but they were more geared towards adults, and uh, they lost interest more quickly. They really enjoyed this. 30-minute tours for children and their families are offered during the summer. For specific times or to reserve tickets in advance, check out Monticello's website at monticello.org. Parents, these kids did a great job for this. It was a, it was a lot of fun. Parents, you did a pretty good job, too.